0: Good day everybody. Uh, this is the the Nickelodeon podcast with your two favorite <laughs> hosts. With your two favorite hosts, um me, Miss Lonnie Sunday, and the impeccable uh Dead man animations. Uh, this pod- <laughs> in this podcast episode, we're gonna uh get, just kind of get started, give you a primer of what we're, what this you know whole series is all gonna be about um i think i can start by saying that it comes from us having both having a love for animation but i think from like different perspectives which is important so you know for my example i'm just a nigga that likes cartoons now while i've you know i have a, a i do a little bit of art i do a little bit of animation but i definitely am more a new person when it comes to the the technical side and the energy side um so it's more it's uh, most of my understanding comes from like just a fan that does critical analysis um and I'll
1: let Deadman explain his part. Yeah, no, my perspective is I've been, I've been loving animation for a long time. I went to school for mechanical engineering and then I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. So I, I went up, I eventually went to school for animation and like, that's something I've just been studying pretty intensely. Um, most of my work is, uh, just stuff I have and then small projects I've done on the side, but No, it's a field I really, I really like and care about. Um, But one thing that kind of defines, I think, both of our perspectives is that, like, we both come to this um, from our own kind of education and kind of study of just kind of like economic climate and stuff like that. So I feel like that really informs the way we kind of view animation. Um, And while I have, like, the more technical side and that, like, I have the animation um, field guide, I think you have it too, Lonnie. Um, yeah, yeah, and- I did. I did
0: buy it. I had the yeah, yeah, the animation, the animated survival kit. So like, I can gain... I, I, you know, I'm in the process. I'm trying to catch up, but at at this point, yeah. I am still mainly a fan. I'm also, you know, storyteller. So I have like the I understand the writing side of things. How how to make a good story. How to make a million characters. Um, because I think that's just as important in animation, right? Like, because animation is supposed to just it's supposed to convey something. You
1: know, right. I and mean, I think we both have that that aspect of our creativity. We're both very interested in writing we're both very interested in storytelling um and yeah our perspectives inform a lot I mean this is the Nickelodeon podcast we're two black queer folk and we're very excited to just like talk about mm-hmm. things most people won't talk about um, right and how I feel like this first uh entry is mostly just going to be about how people don't understand animation right exactly and I, I think because so, we definitely talked about this before
0: um and it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting and I think what the interesting thing about it is that like, I, we you know we both come from like early 2000s you know, both the golden era of animation in my opinion at least for for Western animation and like the kind of onset of like, you know at Eastern animation, anime becoming big so like, for me, right like I'm someone who not just, you know, it's not just the stories not just the characters, but the, the literal way characters move matters to me so it's like, even when I don't know uh, like even though I don't have like you know the technical terms I don't know necessarily the the uh, all the end the complexities I can kind of like get an understanding of of animation and then like you know you get interested stuff you see how it works you try to get a better understanding of it but you know I guess the 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 the, the confusion comes when like other people who you assume kind of had the same sort of like experience watching the same sort of stuff at least how they talk about it. When they open their mouths to talk about animation and what is good and what is bad, or however they feel like they just they they have the credibility to critique, it at best comes in reductive and at worst is just like nonsense.
1: Of, this is what I've noticed. Yeah, no, it's um. Because you have your own opinion about. Did my phone come through? I think. I think. Yeah,
0: it, no, it's, uh... it's good. Yeah, it 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 uh... a little bit and then came back.
1: Okay, I, I put my phone on silent. <laughs> no, but um, for I think a lot of people, it's like it's twofold. Um, like you mentioned, the golden era of animation. I have my own bias for which era era is really fun for me. But that that era of basically the late nineties, early two thousands, I think had a cultural shift as far as how production was handled, um, and that definitely changed the way that creatives were able to put up their vision, um. And I think this can be felt across all forms of media. This kind of everything is a remake, everything is a revamped rendition. There's, It's very clear that um, this model of regurgitating like consumer-based entertainment versus just art and storytellings is definitely taking kind of a hold. But then the other part of just people misunderstanding animation comes from not knowing the labor that goes in, Not knowing the history, not understanding the hierarchies of how the labor is actually distributed, um, both nationally and internationally. And then just in general, I think it's just a lot of people who like animation. um, They're coming at it as a consumer, someone who's just here to consume the art and get whatever particular thing they're looking for out of the product. But they don't. Right. more More in depth.
0: Yeah. Go ahead oh no, i was gonna say like the whole thing of coming at it as a consumer is very interesting because it's like you know it's yeah obviously it's something that seems obvious like okay yeah they're con- they're kind of con- you know you sit down you watch a show you consume it that's consuming it so like it makes it can make sense from that perspective why you treat it as a product but then you understand that like what that means in like the society right like we are talking about like this not just comes to animation it's stuff like food when it comes to things like uh computers everything that is produced it's produced away But the way we interact with it is so detached. So, of course, people, you know, they don't really care about, you know, where the meats come from. They just want the McDonald's. They don't care about how the minerals get where. They just want their iPhones. And for here, they don't really, you know, it seems like, and I don't know if it's people don't really care. They just don't even think about it when it comes to cartoons or animations. You know, what actually it takes to create that isn't in their mind. They just want the flashing colors, pretty lights, um, and, you know, a fight scene here and there. They don't, you know, everything else to them doesn't seem to matter or process then, or at least to them, they probably don't see how it affects their level of enjoyment. And I think that's the thing is like, they're there for the enjoyment. And because of that, everything else is sort of secondary. If it's
1: even taken into
0: consideration.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a very big part of it. And just the culture of how we consume animation, because every form of consumption has like a kind of culture that goes with it. Like if you're a football fan And you're a fan of football, like they don't normally refer to their like little notion of uh, sports as like a fandom necessarily. Or if they do, it has its own kind of names. Like if you're a Raiders fan, you're like the Raiders. Like there's a culture around how you consume um, different forms of uh, media and entertainment and everything like that. But with animation, it's very interesting in that, um, and this is very similar to comic books as well. Um, and probably other forms of media, but the idea that a lot of its history is very much controlled by larger um, larger factors, like the idea that comic books had standards and practices that they had to maintain in order to be relevant and reproduced, which is why like superheroes famously have like all these powers, but they can't really kill people. They have these very distinctly kind of nationalist sentiments and mm. other things like that. That right. was actually all, yeah. You definitely
0: uh, see that in animation. Part well, of, like... Mm. Hmm? What happened? I was going to say, like, I feel like that, like, sort of idea, like, the standards of practice is that kind of, like, what al- what what was allowed to be shown and therefore performing to that specific, like, set of policies. And I feel like there's a very, a lot of, there's a lot of, like, direct parallels to that in animation as well. Uh, it was probably especially, like, within the early 80s.
1: Yeah, um... Animation, um, and we're mostly talking about Western animation. Um, Other forms of animation have their own kind of histories, but in the West, and specifically uh, American animation, a lot of that history is defined by the fact that animation was always a very, uh, basically very time-consuming, but also very cheap. And so a Mm -hmm. lot of early animation used a lot of techniques to lengthen animation by using loops using different sequences and that uh, famously early animation didn't really have kind of standards and practices so it could be um, entertaining for a younger audience but also could have a sense of humor for older people and again they didn't have advanced recording technology the way we do now so you know you'd have some music maybe a voice or two but everything was kind of washed out you you move further into like Early 1900s into maybe like 1930s and 40s, as those techniques improve, um, animation becomes more expensive, and in turn, animation has to turn towards commercials. And animation is this thing that is
0: is like
1: products. Yeah, and then this continues. This continues. We you mentioned the 80s. This is when um, toy companies started making their own cartoons to sell toys versus like an animation studio that was uh, primarily either making commercials or trying to make their own little animated shorts or whatever they were trying to make. Um, But by the end of the 80s, moving into the 90s, you had uh, the revival of uh, Disney in the the kind of turn of the 80s into the 90s, uh, making their animated stuff. Uh, This is around the time, if we go into the 90s, Ted Turner famously um, bought a lot of the Hannah Barbera library and started rerunning a lot of those old animated shows that were on in the 60s and the 70s, Um, and as well into the 80s. This is what makes Cartoon Network, and then Nickelodeon would later be made. Um, And you just had this new environment where cartoons could just be on television, Um, not as just kind of like a... Kind of like the oddball In the general kind of TV sphere But became their own stations Where they could just show cartoons Mm -hmm. Regularly. Cartoon Network's entire goal Was to have like 24 hour cartoons And stuff like that. So So, With this shift um, Just all all that history meant that By the time we get to kind of where we are now Like the whole DNA of animation is shaped By being very commercial Selling a product it's defined by those standards and practices. The fact that a lot of these networks were primarily advertised towards kids because it's not like kids have money, but their parents do, and right. parents right. will do anything to make their kids happy. And, um, all of this is what makes kind of modern animation in the, the U.S. So, and while this or go ahead, I was, gonna, what I was gonna say is that so, like, kind of
0: like knowing all that, I do want to, like, uh, sort of like, kind of, I guess, like explain what we mean when we say people don't understand animation so like I give kind of like giving people example mm-hmm. like we, we say like you know people like especially people who like have these like accounts and these like platforms to talk about cartoons talk about animations really don't understand it what do we what do we mean by that like what is that what is it what is it what, what, what is an example of someone making a critique that really doesn't actually hold up when you when you know what it takes to make a cartoon given
1: everything that we just talked about so Sometimes, when people talk about animation, um, I think one really good example is people can kind of judge animated shows as being good or bad. Um there's no real understanding of the production that goes into a show being good or bad. And that a lot of times people who like animation um, who don't understand it for the most part, don't understand that, like network television is not the only form of animation that exists. That mm. There are other forms of animation. And so there's a lot of people who just don't um, understand that animation is an entire medium that people use to communicate their ideas. Um, and so like, a, I think a common misconception is people, I would say, especially after like the, the 2010s kind of moving forward as a popular culture, um, a lot of people just assume that these these newer shows are advancing some kind of like progressive agenda. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That that, that idea that of, like shows, shows
0: are, are too woke, and it's not like the good old days where you know a character, you know, another character would just do, do the blackface. You know, bring bring those back. Bring bring back. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know.
1: That's there's always been that spirit of bringing new ideas to the screen. Um. It's just the fact that, like, nowadays, because these studios exist a certain way, animation exists a certain way, um, marketing makes it so there is this very manipulative way to introduce newer kind of environments with characters, whether they be queer or non-white or what have you, But that, again, if you know animation as its history, it's like, these are not new things. These have always been a part of the medium. And especially when you move away from, like, the network stuff and just people who just just make animation because they want to. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether they be in music video form, whether they be little personal projects that get some attention and not. And that another thing about it, um, going into the people not understanding this, a lot of what we understand as far as animation is about distribution, not the animation itself. So... You can make an animated work, but if you can't distribute it and have people see it, then people won't know about it. And so like you can work really hard on an animation, but if you don't have a way to distribute it, then you don't have a way for people to get their hands on it. that be a part of their lived experience. Then they have a, a reference point like... Everybody who knows animation in like the U.S. knows what Family Guy is, knows what The Simpsons is, knows what American Dad is, knows, or just those big shows. But it's because they can distribute themselves and be on TV like the majority of the time or late at night. That's the way you know about these shows. They become cultural phenomena because they're on all the time, right? And that's a that's a really big part that people don't understand. Mm.
0: So moving a little bit i want to talk about specifically like how people when people critique the animation itself um uh, i think that's one of the big ones but i want to take because like there's one something's been on my mind because i've seen it a lot you know and I, I i went from cartoons watching tv all the fucking time uh you know then i went to youtube so i'm watching all these youtubers talk about stuff talk about the new cartoons talk about little cartoons and one thing that's brought up that i know you've had like an opinion about but we've never gotten to talk about it was like the cow arts style and i've noticed this like idea of mm. art like like one of the things that are critical animation by a lot of you know people is you know and you could be whether or not it's like a matter of taste like you may not like an artist style there are art styles I just don't like and I can't really fuck with but like the way they talk about it is like they're critiquing the cal art style and they sometimes they'll they'll do this thing where they'll fold the critique of the cal art style into other things like you said like the assumption of these sort of political agendas like there's like they're somehow uh, merged while not really while well, even the assumption of what a cow art style even is. And I want to know what your, you know, take on that whole thing is. What your how since you kinda you know more from that from that end from being actually in it.
1: So do you want to talk about the idea of the style itself or like how people respond to it i want to
0: say kind of both because like if, because like when people bring up because people will bring up like they'll bring up the last like 2010s of cartoons or bring up like well i was it we bear steven universe <laughs> and like um uh clarence and they'll show these like which yeah you could see similarities when they're all lined together and obviously i know like when you actually watch the shows that you're not really paying attention to that like at least <laughs> we're not really trying to, if you're not looking for it uh, but I do want to know, like, so, like, the st- quote unquote, what is the style itself, and then you know, we can talk about how people interpret that and what they and what they
1: project onto it. It seems like, yeah. Um, so, um, give me, give me one second. No, no problem. Oh, sorry about that. Um, so the style itself is something reflective of the industry itself. So, like. Like all industries, people know each other. Like a lot of, like one of the things you'll learn as an adult or when you get older is that like the idea of merit is kind of meh when it comes to how actual businesses run. run. It's more about knowing people and networking. And because of that, like people who know each other are going to recommend each other for different jobs. And so you get a lot of people who work on the same projects. This right. was true in the 90s. Like Craig McCracken knew, Gandy Tartakovsky knew... Like all the all these people who made like your favorite shows knew each other, right? Exactly. And mother, work 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 like, sure. yeah, they all they all worked at the same place and worked on each other's different shows and ideas. Like Lauren Faust knew Yandy, and like 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 all these people knew each other. Mm. Um, but with the cow art style, it's more or less a reference to the fact that there's this the direct shift, and it's mostly about Cartoon Network, right? Um, as compared to the other channels, even though it kind of bled into. Disney a bit. Um, Nickelodeon kind of does its own thing. I think sometimes there's overlap, but uh, it's mostly Cartoon Network that this is referring to, because you had this change where um, Cartoon Network kind of fell into a lull um, in the early 2000s. There are plenty of videos that kind of talk about this on YouTube. And there were some shows that came out that did a lot of really solid numbers, and a lot of those people knew each other, and a lot of these people knew each other because, specifically, they went to a school in California called CalArts, right. which is, like, a really bougie school. I've I've never been to the school as a student, but I've been there for friends who oh, okay. have been to the school, and when I say it's bougie, it's, it's like, a really bougie oh, school. It's, like,
0: so it's, like, it's like um, full-sale type. It's, you know, one of those, those art schools that, like, you know, you go, you get sent there because your parents have a lot of money, and you kind of have, you know
1: ambition to waste you know you don't got to work you know you don't yeah it's like people talk about the people talk about the ivy league schools for art or like for just general college like cal arts is definitely one of those schools for art um if you go to cal arts you can just kind of expect to get some kind of high-end art job because it's again it's about networking these people know each other um so you either have money to get in you're an international student with money to get in or you know someone who works at the school or something like that because it is very expensive. and those people uh, went on to make um like the really popular shows like Adventure Time, Regular Show, um, it uh, I heard you say Adventure Time, uh, Steven Universe was another one. Like and a lot of those forgot, shows you almost you almost manually forgot Steven Universe existed.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, sometimes my bias blinds me. But um But no, these people all knew each other, so they had a similar art style. But what's also true, um, because the style is just trying to say something about Western art without saying anything. And it's like, the only thing that's true is that you look at a show like Adventure Time that was massively popular. right? Like, it popularized new forms of art styles that could be done. And with a show like Adventure Time... Um, the fact that you could use really simple designs where you didn't really have to draw the hands really big and um, could have these more cartoony, silly kind of soft characters, it meant that you could do that for other shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made it opened up the gate for making these more simplistic, um, almost juvenile art styles that, again, still are like an art style made by someone who studies. Like they know what they're doing when they draw. There's a, There's a distinct character to them. But it's not um as a lot of people who I think would critique this style, it's not like the Bruce Tim style where there's a sense of like right. realism, it's right, it's um not, yeah. comic booky, and it doesn't it doesn't hit the, the old 80s Hasbro style animation where people are really realistic and whatnot. Um, it goes back to just kind of cartoons being cartoons almost like rubber hose cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um and That's kind of what people talk about. And the fact that there's overlap, again, these people know each other. They probably draw similar art styles. They work on each other's projects. That's not weird. But people – the general critique when people bring up the Cal art style is just the idea that these cartoons aren't realistic enough for their tastes. Right. And that, like – That's
0: what is always weird to me when people um, say because it's like – yeah, okay, cool. I, I would get the, you know, you 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 grew up on Justice League you grew up on Batman Beyond. You saw these like, you know, characters that were essentially just moving comic books who had like, you know, the detail and design. Cool, fine. But like I mean like you can go like you can go still watch, like and that's what I said that got to me was just that like the the crit- the, the critique wasn't uh I don't really care for that sort of art style. It doesn't really appeal to me. I don't really like Gratitude towards it was that like well these shows are of less quality now like and at was like when I used to hear the couch, uh, <laughs> when I got from it was the idea that well because the shapes were simpler it seemed as if the it was quote unquote cheaper or something not cheaper in that it was at, at, literally less expensive but cheaper in that like it took less care and less effort and therefore it was less quality that's what people at least I see boutique yeah. as and like. And then, like, and, and when you don't, and this is the thing going back to like the the point, like when you don't know animation, that makes sort of makes sense because like you come like when we understand how we think about art, is very, um, like the way modern the way culture thinks about like 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 traditional art is this idea of and I would say almost a fascist idea of oh well the Renaissance modern classical arts are the best in any. Any sort of like derivation from that, like the modern art, and like, there's issues with modern art that we can talk about, but like they kind of the idea that, like, well, now that anything can be art, it devalues actual quote unquote good art, even though like art is art from that perspective is a subjective taste, but we view it as objective like how we were raised would be as subjective. So, I can so coming from there, if someone makes a critique, well, this cartoon is just simple shapes, and you know, back in the 90s, we had X, Y, and Z. That can sound that can make sense. But once you understand like the background about how cultures
1: are even made, it's like, no, that makes less and less sense. Um, it, it makes sense. Yeah, and also um it's really important that like we have to acknowledge that like Eastern animation, primarily the idea of anime, became a popular thing by the by the end of the nineties. Right. Like it wasn't so much an obscure thing anymore. Cause there was a period of time in the eighties where um Japan Korea, the Philippines, and China, and I think some other countries, but they produced their own animation. They had their own animation for their countries. And um, I maybe the Philippines I feel like the Philippines made their own animation in the nineties. But point is, um they they would just take shows from like the from that era that were made from these countries and they would like make their own shows from them. Because they would just translate them differently And that was like a whole practice that happened So it was very similar to the way that like A black blues musician Or jazz musician would make a song And then a white person would like Claim rights to it and be their song Um, (laughs) Yeah And that that was like a thing And with anime, you know, coming into the country um, And Being better translated More care put into it Like people were getting More exposure to it. It meant that by the time we get to kind of like now where people have the term CalArt style, people are referring to kind of this cartoon style to this very hyper competent idea of animation where people will go to like the best of the best. Like, oh, look at Akira. Look at like, um, look at Berserk. Look at look at these like look at these like top tier animated projects. Made with a whole studio team that really wants to push the bounds of realism and tell these real stories. Um, Even though, again, like we are talking about these countries that don't have an FCC. And don't have this like puritanical way of thinking of animation, so they can tell like a story that would be like otherwise a Hollywood story, um, or or just an epic story that like a general audience can consume and especially adults can consume. Where like America, again, it's based off of being a commercial, being for younger audience, it's it has a different way of making itself, and that never comes up,
0: right? And I think also, one thing about like the people who compare, and I've seen this a lot, people will compare. Eastern uh, things like video games and animation and character, specifically character design, with like Western ones to show like oh the superiority of the East. And it's like it's weird, and like like when it comes back to people being disconnected to like quote unquote what they consume, like they they care so much about whether or not the animation is good or not. And I think this is like, and it will get a little bit like, cause I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about anime here, but it, this is important. Is that like I know when like Attack on Titan was coming out, a lot of people were like. Talking about whether or not the animation was good or not. And it was only till like seven months afterwards where people actually talking about the fact that like the studio that that did the last season at attack on Titan map studios had people literally go on Twitter talking about they haven't seen their family in three days. Like they were three days straight. Which is just it's it's that's fucking insane. So it's like the fact that people they care, they they care about the product, they care about the quote unquote end result that matches their taste, but they don't they don't even give like an iota of like that even how that even comes to happen and a lot of times a lot of the exploitation that comes to get you your you know your dark fantasy great exploration adventure thing like they like they don't they don't hear about that so they see they don't they don't they don't see the fact that like well maybe the style changes for like the sake of problem solving maybe like there's a reason why the style is like that and you don't gotta like it but like for their for them it, it, it it's so disconnected it's it's are you a good artist or a bad artist not about not anything else that happens when it comes to, like, you know, dealing with human beings and human beings within society, specifically ones. So it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's very interesting. It, it, it comes down to, obviously, like, a lack of critical thinking, but, like, it's just interesting to see people just, like, really, really, they'll, they'll, st- they'll you know, they'll die on these hills without ever caring about, like, the, the, like any sort of repercussions of it, you know
1: no again, people this goes to like the the main thing we're talking about about people not understanding animation. Um, again, animation is really hard. there's um really a really good joke in um gravity gravity falls, yeah, where there's a whole episode about stop motion and because the the enemy is in stop motion, and there's like a joke where they see these stop motion things and they're like. Oh my goodness, how did you do that? And they said, We used magic. What, you thought we st- sat here and moved them frame by frame? No, that's insane. We never, we couldn't do that. Dude. And it's just this joke that, like, um, no, animation is a pretty hard discipline to draw frame by frame every little action it, it, and bring something to life. I mean, it really is a form of magic. Right. Like, people who do illusion tricks and, like, how do they do that? Like, animation is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that go into animation as a, as a form of art. And when you see these really epic shows that are made, I mean, you, someone had to make that. Yes. No, and the other thing too... Someone had to
0: draw that like several hundred, if not thousand times, you know, just to get like, what, like five seconds of a show. Like, that's how like, it's just, it's 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 hard to even believe something. Because unless you do it no, I think it's like, I've never, you know, as much as I've done is like the little, like, draw a circle and then draw, draw a ball kind of thing, even that was hard, but I couldn't think about like, yo, no, these are like characters fighting and like there's different camera angles and there's also the background and like you gotta draw, like, you know, even as a team, that this that's all that labor that goes into that,
1: you know? Yeah, and again, like it's important to realize um, since we brought up Eastern animation, it's important to understand that like a lot of Eastern animators actually make Western cartoons. Mm. because they're paid less and this yeah. goes into like colonialism and understanding just you know that that politics that people try to avoid because uh it makes me uncomfortable it's like no that's that affects the animation industry right, like that's all like, oh, keep that the
0: whole interlocking like, that's, and that's literally how your cartoon is made like you can't keep it you, if you were to keep it out you would get no cartoon
1: yeah um, but one, one example I do want to make, um, if we're going to keep talking about this issue, cause I think it's relevant to this specific idea of, um, a more simplistic kind of cute, um, animation style that clearly caters to a younger audience versus this kind of really epic characters have five fingers, deep details, yeah. um, integration of CGI, like just these epic shows, like the word epic used a lot, um, There's a show called Thundercats Mm -hmm. that was one of those Hasbro uh, animated shows, Mm -hmm. and it got several different Mm -hmm. re-releases that were made from, like, live-action – or not live-action movies, but um, movies that were made. I I think there was a live-action movie. I'd have to look it up. But they got remakes, and in the early 2000s, like the 2010s, they got a kind of – Eastern animation style, like, really epic version of Thundercats. Um, I think it was called just Thundercats? Yeah, I don't you know, I don't know it if it had, like, something like else.
0: something Roar, I think. Because I, I remember that coming off.
1: No, no, no. Roar, Roar is the one I was going to talk about oh, after. okay, yes. Yeah, so that's that, the new one. No, I remember that. Uh, uh, it
0: was, like, 2011 it came out. And I remember that because I was like, oh, that shit looks, like, when I saw it, I was like, this shit looks kind of dope. And I remember seeing some of it, but I never caught it. And then, like, you know, it got canceled quite a bit uh,
1: early on. Yeah, and the thing is that show, like, it is the um, in a way that people in the West kind of understand, it's very, it was very like Avatar. It was a show made in the West with Eastern animators working on it, and it was just good action. The characters were humanoid, they had like these deep narratives that were happening. Um, there's a pretty infamous episode where the characters are going through this forest and they meet like these small little life forms that uh their entire life cycle is i think like a day or something yeah, like that, that so the main yeah. character well, that was- yeah the main character meets a character who's like a kid in the beginning and by the end he's like an old man and it's just an interesting episode on just kind of life and philosophy and it's like yeah that's really cool and the show got canceled and people were really upset about it and then more recently i want to say maybe last year or the year before um they released the trailer for the new show they made that was, I think, called Thundercats Roar, yeah. and it had that as people like to talk about CalArts style, where it's very cute. They have hands, but they're drawn in a very kind of comic booky, like a fun kids comic book style. Um, everything looks squishy and cute. Um, the realism is kind of stripped from it, and people were immediately outraged and trying to protest. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not in a real-life protest way, but a very right. online protest of the show and the creator and being mad at it for not being the epic show that the previous one was. Right. But, like, for people who haven't seen the show, because I remember when it came out, I was really excited for it. Um, And this goes into people not understanding animation. Like, the artist who works on it has a really, really fun understanding of not only comedy that goes back to, like, uh, C.R. Greenblatt, the person who worked on Chowder and uh, Grimm Adventures of Billy or Chowder his, is his show um, but Grimm Adventures of Billy and Mandy and like a whole bunch of other comedies from like the early 2000s so it has that kind of influenced comedy style but then like how they use perspective and spacing right. and make these really awesome sweeps and turnarounds it's like this person is really talented and like the show itself like it's obviously more comical it's obviously more just a simple little show but like it's still Thundercats, right. and that goes into like the kind of thing of like the other show got canceled because just for what it is, it was expensive. Right, to make a show look like that is and expensive, you know, and if you don't have the money for it, if it's not making toy sales, it's not going to do it. Right. Well. Like looked
0: at, I looked into um, way way back, just like several years ago, about someone asking, you know, what happened to all the action shows, right? The, the syndicated ones, right? Like why didn't the show? I think they, oops, not this and they did make the point that like that because it was expensive like it started doing less and less of that oh uh, but so by the time the mid-2000s were going in those were like the last like i think that like that specific thundercats remake was like the last one and i think i don't know if they had any more and then they just they switched over to a more comedy style uh, and that's how you see things like teen titans go and like thundercats roar and like other sort of um uh, ones that like have Way more of a comedic zikami like sort of like slice of life feel almost like if you could say. That, even if there was like some sort of adventure to it, it was like that that sort of direction because it ended up you know costing less. And you know people people want to talk about people will get mad. I think people do also get mad at the wrong thing because they'll be like, "Oh, where are my good cartoons? Where are my da 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 da?" It's like well you know they need money to be made and you could be supporting them, but you'd rather just like ignore the big corporations that control it you know, the people you should be, like, if you're going to show your anger about, like, how your art isn't as good as it used to be, there is only one real person, to, not real, but one real entity to blame, and that's, like, the corporations that, like, control, fund, and distribute, and therefore get the first lap, first, middle, and final sales shit. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and, um, just to finish what I was saying about Thundercats Roar, just, like, um, the the like the real epic show that people remember like it wasn't just expensive it was also very time consuming and again if it's not making toy sales which is the biggest thing about animation like it's it's expensive it has to make its money back like it's still like as much as you may like your little like picture moving show it has to yeah. pay its workers it has to meet a bottom line it's a product if it doesn't make that it's going to get canceled and that usually happens to those kind of shows but to like Teen Titans Roar not only is it less expensive, but it actually does appeal to a younger generation who does have like a reference point to a lot more uh, colorful kind of Teen Titans ghost style humor. Right. And, I, um, and so, like, teen, like. Can continue, continue? Sorry, because yeah, I have something to say about that but that particular thing. But like, you continue. Yeah, again, that show did pretty well, and I think it's getting another season. Oh, it's, I, um, thought that, I
0: thought that was done,
1: man. The devil does work hard. And that that person's working on another show, but I think that they they, they might get renewed for another season. Yeah. But they like he's working on Aquaman, King of Atlantis. Oh yeah, um, which is. Very similar style, and it's it's just same same brand of humor. Yeah. It's very funny. Oh, so um, I want to say that like um, so the the because like I remember when the the
0: the Thundercats War came out, and I remember not really like I don't think I was angry, but I looked at it and I was like, oh nah, I think because at first I was like Thundercats War, okay, cool, because I, be uh, I used to be a Thundercats fan. I used to be a Thundercats fan. Used to be a He Man fan, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go uh, look at Thundercats War. I seize it uh, a medium like. I think i'm gonna pass and i mean that's what i did i passed on it so like you know i may have missed out on like what it was probably going to be about because it could have been a really fun show uh, but i think one of the things that like why like better guys World got like a lot more ire than it probably deserved was that like its first like appearance was like it like having a, i think a special with teen titans go and like you know like how people like nowadays people have sort of like revisioned about like how, whether or not Teen Titans Go was a good show or a bad show or blah 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 because uh, you see some people who love Teen Titans Go and some people who hate it and a lot of people who are in the middle uh but like at that time Teen Titans Go was very much like within online spaces and among a lot of the people who love the cartoons it was pretty much hated like unless you were you were a little kid watching it which was you know if it was that was what it was for you were you were ragging on Teen Titans Go so like when it Thundercats came out like kind of on the the heels on the back of it people like like they like like torn to it immediately like it didn't really have like a couple wasn't even like okay we just saw a couple episodes we saw the half first season then I immediately they sort of just projected 13 times go ahead on thundercats world which in hindsight i feel like is is unfair Um, but i feel like and here's where i'm gonna only this is the la- the only devil's advocate i give like team, the people who created Teen times go knew that right they knew that about it that's why they would write that shit into the show sometimes so i would just think if you're going to partner up with, you know, because I'm pretty sure you know, friends in the industry, like you said, work together, that's probably why they did the special. Uh, you probably know Two times ago has that, too. So I don't know if that was the best. You, I don't know if they gave themselves the best first impression, uh, though, you know, obviously, it, you know, whether or not it was it was deserved, I feel like is, is another question. But I think that's like one of the big things. At least I remember when it was
1: when it first came out and like what a lot of people were talking about. Yeah, um, I feel like we'll probably have our own episode about Teen Titans as a show and kind of like a media, um, as kind of a media phenomenon, because mm-hmm. like, the end point of that discourse is the show Young Justice, oh, and I, I yeah. really do have an episode <laughs> about that. A, the, the show. Show. But um, the point of people not understand it. Huh? Go ahead. I, I was going to say,
0: is like someone at work asked me, like, uh, Young Justice versus Justice League. I was like, Justice League every day of the week. I don't even, I don't know what's the question. It was just something of random, someone, because we were talking about cartoons, and they were just like, oh no, I like Jim Justice more. I was like, yeah, Jim Justice is definitely a show. Um, but
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to describe it. No, but uh, to get back to the main uh, question, of, or not question, but idea, the statement that like people don't understand animation, um, just tying all the things up with Thundercat and the cow art style like all of these very general complaints about the animation industry and people who make shows like again people work really hard on these shows and people really don't understand that um animators as like a profession like it's really nice and lucky if you get to work at a disney at a cartoon network at a nickelodeon on a show that's really popular um but you can't always get that guarantee like there's always higher ups above you who just outright may not understand the industry or even your project or what you're doing. Like it can be, it can be sometimes a really difficult job and the kind of hours people work, whether they be in the West or the East where like, I mean, people, people like give their, their entire essence yeah, to make no. animated shows and like have cameras. they'll see them like, like what, like 10 times a year or something like that, like ridiculous inability to just do anything else. But, um, The one thing I want to bring up in regards to kind of like this whole conversation is this idea that the fans who like these things, these consumers, um, a lot of their complaints, I think, can be put into two different kind of responses. The idea that, like, they're mad that the show they want doesn't exist. Well, you should make that show then. You should make it. You You should go through the journey of making the thing you want and see just how difficult it is to make it. And that's the thing, like a really good example, even though this is completely different there, it's, it's well known in the, the Warhammer community, the like Warhammer 40k community, there are so many incredible fan animations made by people who just make it because they love it. And a lot of these people who, um, you know, they want to see their favorite show or version of their favorite show, like, it doesn't have to be an animation, but if you want your thing to be made, you should make it yourself. Like, and go on that journey and see just not how difficult it is, but just like, you know, like if you make it, you make it, it exists and you can't complain about it. You did the Mm -hmm. thing you wanted here and manifest the thing you want to see. But also to the point, like a lot of the people who make these complaints, um, and I understand some of them, but it's just like a lot of the times they're complaining in a kind of vacuum. They're mad that they don't have the thing that already exists when they can always see the thing they want. Like, they talk about a show not being like the show they remember a different show that they remember, but it's like, you can always go back and see that show. There are, there are entire animated shows that like, they just don't exist online. Um, and that you'd need a physical copy to watch it. There's a, there's a YouTube channel called rebel taxi. And every once in a while, him and some other people too, I don't think he's the only person, but they'll talk about just lost animation, lost footage, things that don't exist anymore. There's, some of your favorite shows that had, like, deleted episodes, if it got canceled. Um, I don't want one of them. Just, like, make, make don't fucking exist that, 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 that That shit's
0: gone.
1: Yeah, Megasex ah, Yeah, Yeah, no, you know, that's... can for really... a like, you can, you can try to look for it, but, like, a lot of the episodes are just gone, and so, like, you either remembered watching it, or that's right, it. Exactly. And that's the thing, with, like, A show like Thundercats, like, you can still watch all of the episodes of Thundercats online. You can watch the show that got canceled that has all of its episodes online. Um, And it's like you didn't miss out on the thing that exists. You can experience it still. And again, these are shows for toys. Like, this isn't, like, this isn't some grand critique on the human fucking experience. It's a toy. And I feel like that's something that's really important to kind of articulate to people. Um, And it's not to demean the hard work that goes into making the shows It's to really kind of remind people who demand so much of these creatives That like, especially when they're adults That the thing you like is a toy Like a lot of the experience of storytelling is you interacting with a figure A toy and telling your own story mm. And it's that it's, You're looking for something that's kind of based on your input in the first right. place and you're demanding people you don't know to just kind of make the thing you want
0: yeah I, I've, I, there, this, what I've noticed is that like a few things from that is that like one people really like the idea of okay go make your own i want to think i've noticed that like i have a lot of like there are things I, like there are things that don't exist that i want right like for example i want like a show with the main character that is both black and queer that punches shit. i want that i want that to exist And you know what, because that's probably never going to be a thing on, like, on, like, Netflix or, like, on, on, on these streaming services or on these, or syndicated networks, I'm just going to fucking make it. And that's what I've been working at doing. And, of course, I'm running into the, hey, you know, this actually takes work, making the characters, the storyline, writing it down, whether or not, how, what medium you want it to be and how to actually learn the techniques for that medium. It's been work, but I'm still working towards it because I'm like, well, you know, when I think about stuff, at least for me as, as a storyteller, it's like, I want something that, like, I haven't seen before. So then I'm going to put that into existence. But I know for a lot of people, they aren't, you know, to them, right, if you said that to them, right, to them, that's like, oh, you want a cheeseburger? Why don't you go out there and kill a cow? Cut the meat up, da, da, da. To them, it's like, oh, you're, you're talking nonsense. You're not really speaking good faith because, like, that's unrealistic to do. It's like, well, then you have to, like, because like, the only other option is to just cope. And like you said, you can they can go back and rewatch stuff, right? They can go back and watch Avatar. Again, if you want to watch Avatar, I did that. I might do that like maybe a couple more times. Um, you can always go back and watch Thundercats. You always go back and watch Teen Titans. Like you can go back to to see these things. But like, there's this weird contradiction I've, I just I just picked up on. They want new stuff that's the same as the old stuff, and it doesn't make sense. You know, yeah, they want
1: consumers. Things. They're cons- again, that's the consumer right. mindset. They you want a Coke, but you want a cold yeah. Coke. Like, that's it.
0: Right. You you feel like, and that's, so that's what you're like, oh, these new, like, because, like, when, they, when new animation does something different, like, and you don't got to like, like, to my thing about art is you never have to like it, right? Art's going to make you feel, and that's its job. But, like, the 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 entitlement to, like, it, you, it making you feel, you want art to make you feel a certain way. And I was like, that's not, it, it that is not ever the job of the artist. So it's like, you want this new thing. Okay, cool. Here's the new thing. You don't like it? Okay, fine. You want the old thing. Well, the old thing's back there. You can go get it. Oh, but you don't want that. You want this new old thing that doesn't fucking make sense.
1: You yeah. know. It's just, it it it's just it's yeah. just it's so it's so weird. It's so it's just the the whole, the whole mindset to it. Yeah, no, and it just it just goes to that heart of um consumers controlling the discourse of what is and isn't relevant and like th- there's overlap with this cuz there's CGI but like that has been like a real plague on a lot of these newer shows yes, coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably one of the most notable one in the last few years was when they attempted to make the, um, the sequel trilogy, which was like pretty much defined by trying to pander to a fandom sequel, rather than the just the tell a story.
0: Trilogy, uh, oh, oh you're talking about to Star Wars. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, gosh. Like that. Like, from the first movie all the way to the end, it was so determined to, like, appreciate – or not not appreciate, but kind of, like, fander to a kind of fandom rather than just tell a good story. Or even like, again, being that it's Star Wars, to have like some kind of message or some meaning. And instead it's just,
0: you know, we're on the planet
1: where that guy was that one time.
0: It's also funny because I'll hear people, you know, this goes a little bit out of the scope, but I think it is related to like animation. Is people will like sometimes complain, like they'll be like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. And like, that could definitely be true. I wouldn't not give it that. But the way people talk about it is, they don't one of course they don't understand how movie making work they don't understand how animation works, cgi they don't understand how companies run they don't understand much of anything but they see things they don't like and they point the finger so they say oh disney would my stuff but then like but 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 they want the way like disney or like or any sort of like production or high level production goes about making stuff is to market like so all of the software sequels was basically marketing that was fanfare fanfare to me is the same thing as marketing um it hits the right like little neural networks in your brain to get you to want to do the certain thing, which gets you to buy shit. And people like that. That's the thing. The people who complain about Disney ruining fucking Star Wars, so, like for a long time, they're not the people who actually make the no cheeks It's people who don't know anything. Will be the same ones who just want fanfare. So it's like, well, no, then you want what Disney has to give you because Disney's always gonna give you, sell you something that's gonna make you feel. You know, that's that's been their. Mo- it's gonna make you feel some sort of special type of way and give you a nostalgia for things you want. That's Disney. That's been Disney's uh, model since forever. So it's like, did you really? Did Disney really? Is it Disney that ruined it for you, or is it something else? Because sometimes it, you know it, people feel like they're talking, um, talking out of both sides of their mouths a lot of times.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's definitely that. Um, like again there a lot of things happened and i feel like that that's its own episode to talk about um but just when it comes to animation specifically it's just this idea that like it, consumers are taught to be just kind of the worst um in that not they're, they're not just being manipulated by the person selling the product in order to get them to always come back and have a a sense of feeling but also just to be extremely yeah. entitled they, they, to certain they, things the fact that they, they, um and also, like, another another big factor in in that is the idea and prevalence of social media. The idea that people can all be online on these platforms um, of various different levels of understanding and comprehension and can be um, in the ear of, like, people working on shows who, um, based on how a lot of these social, uh, social media spaces work, especially, like, Twitter, um, that can affect the production of a show. Like, you can be working on a TV show and someone can say something about the show they don't like and the creator might respond back in a quippy way because, you know, that's kind of how the platform is. All of a sudden, a bunch of people are responding. It could affect the bottom line of the show. The person may or may not get fired. Like, all of these things are now such a massive factor on the animation industry. And it's true of all media, but, like, in animation, it's it's just, like, because there's so much work going into it and so many different moving parts, it's like that can very much affect what a show is, how it ends up being. And like these people want to promote their things and their shows, but like that immediate interaction can actually like disrupt the flow of a show, the vision of a show. Mm. And um, like a really big example is Mm. Steven universe. Like we'll probably have a whole like talk about that when we get to it, but that like, Shows that are very fan based and fandom kind of written and scripted and kind of organized, they they very quickly become shows that like kind of lose the essence of what they were about, and they can become yes, kind of a hot yes, mess. Definitely. Um, now,
0: little side note:
1: and any, like any animators yeah,
0: but, that listen to this podcast that are like trying to get new and stuff, delete your social media. I feel like that's like the best. Like the best advice can be there is that like don't be also if you're making a show. You, you might as well just have someone else run it and Don't look at never look at it um, At least until after this shit's done I don't know, I feel like that's like the best The best solution, because I've seen that happen so many times And it's just like, when you're on there You're not, like, you probably don't even think about it Because you're, you're on, like You're on social media like You're just on there, like everyone else So it's like, oh well you also represent this thing And like, it's going to affect your story And like people, you know, and like when it gets big You know, you're going to incur a lot of people And occurring to a lot of people is always going to incur drama Oh, so yeah. That's just my what my little thing is. Yeah, just definitely, definitely get off Twitter
1: if you're making if you're making shit at least until you're done making it. Yeah, don't be on Twitter if you're if you're working on projects. Like in general, you shouldn't have a Twitter. Twitter. Don't be on Twitter. But if you
0: must, don't do it while you're making cartoons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're gonna have a Twitter for like a show you're making, get someone who does it as a job to just show the promotions. Mm -hmm. Share certain things, but that's it. Don't don't use Twitter to like have a personality or like be a person. Like it's a very petty space. Um, same can be said of a lot of places like Facebook mm-hmm. as well. But in general, like this going back to like what people don't get about animation, like it's it's a whole performance, it's a whole thing that goes on over a period of several months, sometimes several years, if not longer. And because that's true like it's important to understand that like the best quality things the best kind of shows they they take effort and drive Mm -hmm. and passion and like if that's not being fostered if that's not being allowed to like really realize itself and move forward then you're not going to get a good show you're going to get a show that just like you're going to get a show that kind of just limps in does what it can do and then Goes off the air and if maybe if it has A strong premise it might last long But for the most part Like Unless it plays to a specific genre Like the animated American family sitcom So that's the family guys Simpsons, Jetsons, right. Flintstones uh, Rick and Morty American Dad um, Bob's Burgers Just the idea of a middle class Family with a mom and dad um, usually three siblings, and maybe a pet. Um, like, unless it's that show that kind of, like, you can just put on the Fox Network or TBS or something like that and just run into an item because they're all... They're very slice-of-life shows that it just can kind of be on the TV. Um, F is for Family. That, sh- that show's funny. That's Bill Burr's show. Um, but, yeah, unless it falls into, like, certain genres like that, like, really good animation... Um it's it's just a whole process. It takes time and that like people people just don't get like the work behind shows like that. And also like really good shows are kind of forgotten by time, anyways, because again, it goes to that other product I already mentioned with distribution. Like if they don't get the distribution, if it doesn't get out there, if it's not making sales through toys and merchandise and everything else to support the actual product, um, then people aren't gonna know about it. People aren't gonna know about it, people aren't gonna watch it, people aren't gonna interact with it and it becomes lost to time kind of yeah no i definitely noticed that i know that like there are there there's shows i grew up on that were
0: close to my heart that like i never knew what happened to them and i learned you know i and i think that's one of the biggest things for me hold on give me like one second and like the biggest thing for me is that like because i'm like I get into something, I'll get passionate about it, and I get passionate about it, I always look into it. So, like, Gargoyles is one big thing, where I was just like whatever, happened, I was like, whatever happened to that show? And like, just like you said, the loss of time, I look up what happened, and really, um, you know, the, the sort of, the, the process of this, you know, it's almost like the same story, right? You have these people with these ideas, and these stories, and these characters, and they're trying to convey something, and they do a really fucking good job at it, because, like, it affects you on such a emotional level, but then, like, the, the reality of animation being a business comes in, um, and that reality is kind of what typically spells the end of the show. Um, I know really oh, a lot of shows that people will claim as one of really good, so like Hey Arnold, stuff like that is like they all kind of end up the same unless they get like a proper send off, where like they had their, their time in the sun and like they did what it came to do in the beginning and end. Like you know, for example, Avatar, Last Airbender. Um, if they're not do you know most shows don't get that sort of treatment no matter how good their quality is, just because, like, you know, that business side always reaches 10. Um, so I just... It's just something that, like, I, I, you know, I basically had to go and learn myself from, like, just looking into it. Actually, like, we spoon research on those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it's one of those things where you have these animated shows where they can be good, but again, if they can't make the returns, they're not going to... You're not going to be able to finish whatever their ideas are, and sometimes, like... And I don't think this is, like, any one animator's problem. I think it's two things of are just creatives trying to find their voice and their vision of what the story The story is, while you're making it is, like, if a show doesn't have a definitive ending because it's trying to just go somewhere but not have a conclusion, like, you know, like, you could be... Three seasons into your show and get canceled. You can be like, fucking two seasons into your show and get canceled um, for whatever reason. Sometimes not even being about direct clients, It's Just they they don't want your show in the air. They get too many complaints. Like a really famous example. Um, there was a Canadian show called Clone High. Um, there they got canceled because they had a character in the show. Um, hey, a no, really no, short explanation. It was a TV Hold show. And so you sound a little farther. what happened um, how about now uh say that again okay I can, you can
0: you hear me go? there you go so can you okay. kind of repeat that a little bit you um said about one show that that did but i don't think i heard the show what the show was
1: yeah, no, that like shows can get canceled out of the blue for various different reasons besides not making money. And I was going to give the example of yeah. Clone High, um, mm-hmm. the Canadian show. Um, so, basic explanation: Clone High was a TV show about is high school where all the students were clones of very famous people in history. So you had a clone of Joan of Arc, a clone of Abraham Lincoln, a clone of Cleopatra, a clone of John F. Kennedy and so on and so forth. And it was a really fun, funny comedy made by Phil Lord, the people who made the, uh, uh, the Thor Ragnarok movie and some other things. Um, they made, they make a lot of different things. I think they made the, uh, uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. I think that's them. They made like they've made a lot of really popular uh, uh, shows, but this was this was one of their shows, I believe. Um, and that show got canceled because they had a character on the show uh, who was like a clone of Gandhi, yes. essentially, um, he's, he's, and his character because so they're all, the, all for like. Them I watch, I
0: always love the Ga- the Gandhi clone.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um his character like he's just a kid with adhd and they do a really good job of showing his adhd but um basically like hindi nationalists um really didn't like that and they had a whole protest against the show enough for the network to kind of budge on it we're like yeah we have to cancel you and it's like that's not all animated shows but the fact that that can happen like a an entire like another country can see like a character from your show and throw a protest enough to get it cancelled. It's like, yeah, that's how unstable <laughs> yes, shows can be true. sometimes. Um right. even if they are really and I know. So certain
0: shows just kind of like um. end like like certain shows will just like get canceled and end and like there won't be really much explanation for it. And you are just kind of like I don't know, I, I think I think you know there used to be a time where I was upset about that. But then it's just like at a certain point in time I'm like, yeah, this is it's the nature of cartoons, but, like, it doesn't really change the quality of it. Like, yes, a proper send-off, a proper end. We would love to have that. I think that's, like, the perfect world. But, like, you know, living in this system, it's, like, you know, the fact that we got to see these shows were, you know, good. That, that, to me, that's good. Yeah. The fact that these shows existed in the yeah. first place is good.
1: Yeah, and, like, another example of a, a show getting canceled kind of out of the blue. Um, I mentioned like those animated family sitcoms, The Family Guy's American Dad. One of my favorite in that genre is a show called Moral Oral. It Mm -hmm. was a show on Adult Swim. And um, it's a show where it's it's kind of a, or no, it is a satire. It's not kind of a satire, it is a satire. But the way it goes about its satires in the early episodes. It's kind of like the genre where there's an established normal. There's kind of a little premise. It goes too far. It gets out of hand, and then the, the show kind of resets back to the normal. But by the time it gets to its second season, um, the show starts to take on a more consistency-driven storytelling where characters have like deeper histories and personhood. And this take keep in mind this is like. Uh, Stop motion show Um, And it's heavily It has very heavy themes about religion Um, Not in that it Talks about religion explicitly But religious people And how they kind of rationalize their religious beliefs And their lifestyles and their way of being And Moral Oral got only up to season Three before they canceled the show Because the show um, And there, there probably were other reasons behind the scenes But one of the major positive reasons Is that the show just described was described as being too dark for being a show that like did something that I feel like, like an American dad or even like a family guy or a Simpsons or any of these shows who try to kind of push the bounds or even a Bojack Horseman, even though I feel like that's mm-hmm. a different genre. Um, and the kind of the family shows is that like moral oral, um, it sat in dysfunction in a way where, There isn't a moment at the end of the show where, you know, a character does something terrible and horrible and then people come together. I love you, dad. I love you too, son. Let's get out of here. Like where no matter how abusive and dysfunctional things were, you're supposed to love your family. Moral Oral was pretty explicit that like, actually, no, sometimes family members are terrible and irredeemable and you can try to love them all you want. But the best thing you can do is like, let them go and really showed how it showed a lot of really dark storylines and different things and it never got to finish. So like, it's this show that has a very rushed third season. Cause it's trying to get through things that like it wanted to flesh out in later mm-hmm. seasons and it just never got there. I just find it funny how um, it
0: was too dark for like, And the thing is this show came on Adult Swim, you know, the same show with like 12 on its mounts, Metal lips yeah. Super Jail, you know, the shit I was watching, I wasn't supposed to be watching when it came out, you know, so this is that's just wild to me that like oh now this this one too real sorry make jokes again
1: yeah exactly it it got too intimate it had characters who were really talking about trauma and suffering through it and you were sitting there with them and it's like right. there's no punchline it's right, just exactly. these are broken people um but no that's 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 a thing. Shows can get canceled for being too real. Shows can get canceled for making a joke that an entire group of Hindu Vata fascists don't like. Um, and like sometimes shows just get canceled because like they don't they don't really have an audience at the time. Like um, Mission Hill, the show made by uh, one of the the creators of The Simpsons, um, starring like a whole bunch of uh, different people who would go on to be famous. Um, that show like they really wanted to make more episodes of uh, that show and kind of push where the show was going, but it just kind of existed and then it got cancelled. It had one season and that was it. Um, And some shows are like that. You only get like one season to do your thing and then that's it. Some shows are lucky. You get shows like Gravity Falls where it gets to do what it does and then end properly or Avatar famously doing the this is the mission, complete the mission, and it gets to finish. Right. Even Samurai Jack, yeah. like, yeah. a show that didn't really get cancelled, yeah. but yeah. came yeah. to they an end us, and like, came you know, back an an to finish end. everything um, off.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, see, I would say those are those are the exception, not the rule. And I don't, I don't think people really get, because I've definitely gone to, under, and I still get upset at it, right? I still get upset when, like, someone, when, like, the show that I like is supposed to, or was planning to have more, but then for, for whatever reasons, outside the control can't And, like, that that will always upset me just because I I like the shows. I get attached to characters. I get attached to storylines. But, like, I've kind of made peace with it. But I think people expect, people, like, expect the show to end properly. And I think that's because, uh, I think in the modern day, like, because, like, as a kid, right, when you watch cartoons, you saw the shows. You may have started the first episode. You may have started in the middle. But you rarely ever saw the end. The show just stopped playing. Like, at some point, you would only ever see me once, and then it would just stop altogether. Uh, and then you wouldn't really think about it as a kid like at that point you would you would maybe think about it for a second but there would always be another show you would go and watch but now because of like the netflix like series binge and the movie um franchises that like are basically tv shows um people are like very expecting of okay there's a beginning there's like all this middle stuff and there should be a proper ending um but for cartoons for animation you know that wasn't always that's just not that's majorly not the case most of the time, that's not the case. And that hasn't ever really been the case. Um, so it's, it's really how we've, we've come to just expect that from everything of all our media. So we expect that from, you know, animations as well.
1: Yeah, and it's not that, like, TV shows don't get canceled or other things don't get canceled. It's just with animation, because it's such a distinct process that people make uh, for the show... Um, you can like open up a lot of these doors and plots and then, you know, you get the, you get the knock on your door. Hey, you guys have two episodes left and you have to just figure out a way to just wrap everything up. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it can make shows really feel like um, unconcluded. And I, I think we'll talk more about this when we get into yes. the teen Titans right. episode. Um, we'll talk about like the whole thing, like one One distinct example of like a show coming to an end is their season finale of uh Things Things Change, um, which is the season finale of the TV show because there's the movie uh Trouble in Tokyo, um, which that by the way, that that special (laughs) aged very strangely, um, but uh, but um, the, the episode Things Changed is like it's an it's a very melancholy episode in that it's about how things change. they It's about the Teen Titans coming back from their big conflict with um, um, what is it? It's the enemy of the Doom Patrol, but I can't remember his name. He's basically a brain right, in a jar. Yeah, He's really you. smart. Um, he works with some right, other villains that, that, that are they're also the,
0: really curious. Because the- the
1: that was the
0: part where I think they called all the Titans in reserves. And that was the funniest part because like they never specified that, yeah. like, hey, there are more than just like the five Teen Titans. Uh, like, you would, like, they would meet these people and you would, like, recognize them from other stuff, but, like, you would also, you knew at that point, it's like, oh, they were also Titans, but just, like, not official. Um, and then it came to be the fact that they did at that, that, like, the, the end, the ending finale, like, before things changed, like, what you thought was that, what felt like a proper ending was the fact that you saw, like, Doctor, whether it was Doctor Light, or some other, like, villain, some, like, some B-tier villain, and then, like, sometimes we like, don't worry, this time we'll get them with everything. Like, the idea that, like... Know they only because they didn't have the, the 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 whole group, that's kind of why they failed that. Like the big boss, so this small boss, we're gonna throw every single Titan that ever existed at him. And I was like, that's kind of wild, but it was a kind of a cool little send off, and it felt like an ending. And then they had that other episode, things change, and then you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, the, you have this arc that ends the big conflict. They play the Teen Titans theme. They beat all the villains. They freeze them. They stop everybody. Everybody's there who joined the Titans, and it's it's really big. And then ch- things change. They go back to the city where they, they live with the Titans Tower and everything. I don't remember the name of the city. And, like, the mall they like to go to isn't there anymore. It's being under construction, and some of the shops they used to go to aren't there anymore. And it's just how, like, they've been gone long enough that things are, like, changing, And the episode basically has two different stories. On the one hand, you have everyone in the group minus Beast Boy trying to catch this um, criminal or creature. It's not really specified if it's one or the other, but it's basically this creature that can um, take on attributes of whatever it touches, which makes it really hard to track. And they're having a really difficult time fighting it and subduing it. So they're just like, we need Beast Boy for this. Beast Boy would be really helpful here. And Beast Boy um, learns that the statue of Terra from an episode when they do the Judas Contract episode is gone. And um, he meets a girl that looks just like Terra and is presumably to be Terra. And he's trying to like reconnect with her, but the girl just straight up doesn't remember him. Or is choosing not to remember him, and it's this episode where like he tries all this stuff to like rekindle something that doesn't exist anymore, and the episode ends in this way. Yeah, and like the very ending part of the the uh, the very ending part of it is just this character who um, looks like Tara and probably is Tara just saying that like maybe this girl didn't want to be like remembered and I feel like you have other things to do because he's, he's just ignoring the teen Titans trying to like convince this girl who may or may not be Tara to like come back with him. And so it just ends with beast boy just kind of agreeing to this. And then the last shot is him running out to go help his friends. And then you have the light from the door shining really bright and it flashes and it's just like it's the end of the episode. And it's very, um, it's just very much, a, uh, like, an episode about mm-hmm. kind of letting go of the past, um, which is really interesting considering what Teen Titans Go yeah, is as a TV yeah. show and everything past that. So it's it's very poignant and a fascinating end episode, but I remember watching it for the first time and it was very like, that's it? <laughs> like me, as, a, me yes. as someone who loved this show, just like, that's it? But when I go back and watch it now as an older person, I'm like, no, that was a very mature way to send off a show by right. kind of it having awesome. it be incomplete. But also shows that like you like, yeah, like, like in the past as like the theme of the, the episode. Really like now,
0: because before I was the same thing where it's like you see the ending and I'm like, oh dang, is it over? Before this is before uh the uh things change, and I see things change, and in my mind I'm like, oh, it's still going on. Yay, we get more, and now Terra's back. Da, da 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 You know, and I'm on kind of on Beast Boy side because you know I don't have any sense. Uh, oh yeah, Terra should come back, and then, like you know we get to the point where it's like, no, it's, this is this is this is the end. Like it in this within like like Beast Boy understanding it, but I feel like that was also like for us, like that was like for us to be like, hey, you know, things are gonna like you 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 you're gonna want things to come back. You're gonna want things to be how they are. You're gonna want things to be the same, and it's just not gonna happen. And then like that's very, you know there's there's some there's some irony about that with how we you know people talk about Teen Titans wanting Teen Titans back, saying oh they're gonna redo Teen Titans, and then when we get from from go to Young Justice and like how like. Truly, that episode is right. You're not getting that back, and that's just how things are. That's how things end up being,
1: you know. Yeah, no, exactly. But again, they kind of that episode gets kind of tarnished because, like, Teen Titans still exists. Young Justice exists. Oh, okay.